Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman, Alex Brant-Bernard Rasmussen, Dana Dietrich, co-host Catherine Brandt, and Andy Brant-Bernard. See, we're all here. Everything's good. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. Uh, we were just talking, because he's going to come on in about 15 minutes, but Rob Pope is going to be on, and I just interviewed him on the morning show, and I love talking to him, but I, but I thought I'd open it up to everybody else, because Tevin already has a question. Alex, uh, you said you'd be in. So you guys just take over. I'll, I'll introduce him and all that stuff. I mean, I won't fall completely back, but you guys should handle the interview, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, okay. between my question and Alex. Being such a big fan of his that I think she should be scared. So Alex we is not a big fan now? Him, Sylvester Stallone, and I just yeah, get like together. Yeah, that's right. We Skype every Thursday. <laughs> I have big news. Uh-oh. What? Mom's got big news. My right nostril has cleared up a little bit. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Fascinating. I, I was really <laughs> expecting some big news. You, you definitely know. I know. I was, well, hey, when you're been, plugged up for a week, it yeah, is it's big been news. Yeah, it's been a solid week of not yeah. being able to Believe breathe me, through the I right know. nostrils. So the fact Afrin, that I... I was taking Mucinex. I was uh, taking all the things. Gross. I so. hate the word Mucinex. I know you well, do. Mucuses. It makes me want to gag. Mucus. Yeah. So, Tevin. Yes. You were right, because as soon as she said that, I've got some big news. I leaned away, because I thought it might be, Tom and I are getting a divorce. <laughs> what did you do? What's the, what's the kill complex? Yeah, what's her, going on? Her big news huh? was, Tom, I'm taking half of everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how she does it. That would be really weird. It made for a good weird. episode. Yeah, it would be a, good, a lot, of, get a lot of listens to it, yeah. Get a lot of listens. By the way, I want to thank everybody that listens to this show. Our numbers have gone through the roof, and uh, I don't want to be too specific about it, but 
Honest to God, you guys are downloading the show like like mad people. So thank you very much like for that. Maniacs. Like maniacs, so I say. Many downloads for to break the internet. Yep, we're going to have to shut down the internet. There's no question about that. Okay, yeah. so in any case, Dana is in studio with us. And Dana, Dana, what are you up to? I am up to so much. I am nine months pregnant. She <laughs> sure is. Nine months? God. Yeah, I She's due next week. Yeah, 25th. I'm like counting down oh, on my watch. Yeah, that's the uh, uncomfortable time. Or at least it was for me. I was like, okay, let's just do this. Yeah, I Wait a minute, though. Can't You're going to have to hold it off till the 31st because that's... Nana's birthday, so oh, she yeah. gets my mom's Little birthday. Catherine. Tiny Catherine. <laughs> That's what we're naming her. Oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But so... Have you been taking like birthing advice from <clears throat> Alex? Like, are you doing water oh, no. birth? Okay, she's, no, she's, she's not like on the same. Okay, which is great. Of the spectrum. <laughs> we 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 have a podcast now, and yeah. we talk a lot about birth because I'm super pregnant. But it's nice because we have two different kind of views on our course of action what's the name of the podcast it's called the millennials guide to being okay yeah i like it i like that that's a good name it sounds like it reminds me of what was the uh oh shoot there was like ned's declassified school oh, yeah. survival yeah. guide it's, yeah something <laughs> like that there's a, book. there's a yeah. book of uh i can't remember the title but it was like yeah the something's guide to the galaxy hitchhikers yeah, yeah. yeah there we go there's there we go yeah, we were trying to think of a name for a while because we had talked about doing a podcast for a while and then... Years. Years. Because <laughs> we both can talk a lot. Yeah. And we've oh, known each other... Too. Women of action. Well, you really are. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know why we were like, let's actually do it, though. I think it was after we went to Disney World last year. Yes. And we were just like... There's so many, so much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Well, I, I made a career change. I was a talent yeah. agent in Chicago for eight years and was like, I want to be not behind something. Like, Maybe. I want to be the talent. Maybe. I don't know if I want to be the talent, but. <laughs> well, you switching were. Switching it up. Yeah, because you moved back to Minnesota after, like, during COVID. Yeah. And then you. Fell in love. Yeah. Changed your job. <laughs> bought property. You've been like doing all the things. All in a span of two years. COVID. You know, yeah. COVID was great for me. Not gonna lie. Got a corporate go. job. You know, increased yeah. some some stuff. Yeah. It was great. And then I've been. I'm a very creative person. I mean, I danced. I majored or minored in art and journalism and all this stuff. And after having kids. I haven't really done anything creative yeah. at all. And so we were like, let's do something. We should channel something. Because we met at a performance arts high school. Okay, I have a question for you right from jump here. Okay. So doing a podcast with Dana is creative, but being on this one is <laughs> I knew not. he was going to say something. I was waiting I for that. Well, I don't well, have this any. This is your show. <laughs> this is your Jesus. show, Dad. I just show yeah. up and talk. Whereas Dana... Uh -huh. Dana and I, we plan everything out because our our, our podcast has specific segments. So we plan everything out for each segment, and then we record the show, and then I edit the show, and then she posts on social media. So it's like we, it's we're in the whole process. This show, I just show up and comment when there's space. It's very different. Yeah, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Dad. <laughs> Yeah. So maybe if you would let her plan this show and edit this show, then she <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have to do her own podcast. Exactly. Well, and it's we talk about stuff that we 
ladies of a certain age want to talk about. Two elderly women. (laughs) (laughs) Although Dan was so funny. So we have 13 episodes out. We do it every week, typically Wednesdays, and they're about an hour long. Um, And Dan listened to the first couple, which aren't very good. If you're going to listen to <laughs> yeah. it, which that, we, start, we knew yes, would not we be knew, good. We knew. No, that's we, not that's like We had, yeah, we had a rough while. Yeah, arguably. Yeah. Everybody's what? podcast is like that, where it's yes. like you listen to the first 10 episodes you did, and you're like, I wish I could just burn those and erase <laughs> oh, them. Oh, yes. I've listened yeah. to those and said, I would well, love like to well, die. We recorded, <laughs> we recorded three, and then we were like, let's just throw these in the trash. Like, we never even posted them. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, it's and then period. we did another three, and they're like, these are okay. We'll just put them up there because whatever. And then, then we got like good the, mics. Yeah, that was the big thing. Good that helps, yes. And so the fourth episode that's posted, we were like, okay, this is actually good now. Well, even like primetime, like really good TV shows, oh, yeah. Friends mm-hmm. and Frasier. Parks the and first Rec, episode, yeah. Season. Parks and Rec's first episode is awful. The first oh, yeah. season so almost of Parks and Rec. Like yeah. That. I remember when Parks and Rec first came out, I watched the first episode and I was like, this is the worst show I've ever seen. So I'm not going to watch this. <laughs> yeah. I know. And then so like bad. six years later, I decided to give it a try and it's one of my favorite shows. It's a great show. I feel like every yeah. show on Netflix is like that. When people yeah. tell you to watch a show, yeah. like you have to get like, through, the first, yeah. through the first four episodes yeah, and then I know. it gets yeah. like, yes. Yeah. I feel like the whole staff just kind of has to get their groove. They do, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, the groove thing, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. with us, it was just like, what are we doing? What do How we do we do this? About? What do we talk about? Like, neither of us are yeah. great at paying attention to a schedule of like, okay, we need to move on now, but we've got better at it yeah. as we've We're tangent done. talkers. We, are, we go off on a tangent. Like, well, we went believe off on... Believe me, we do too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot That's of pretty tangents. pretty much what this what? show is. But Today on Car Selling Secrets, we're going to talk about oh Byzantine Emperors. <laughs> <laughs> because why the hell as not? As one does. <laughs> Damn all the cars. Yeah. Dougie. So our show has, what are our segments? We, we do, do Struggle of the Week. Struggle of the Week's the first part. Tried it. Tried so it's it. something that we tried that week. That's so we can get affiliate marketing later on. <laughs> later on. Nice. You're smart. Yep. Um, life hack. Oh, yeah. Life hack that each of us brings up something, which can be... Can be, like... it's It really runs the gamut. Oh, my God. I found this online. It's great. It's this app. Or, yeah, or hey, like, I went for a walk, and I learned that made me feel better today. <laughs> like, probably try walking more. And then we do on the... Oh, uh, mental health topic of the week. Because the whole point of why we started the podcast is because I have ADHD, Dana has anxiety, and it's just like something that I feel like a lot of people, especially millennials, struggle with something. And yeah, so we talk about each week. It can be something as specific as anxiety or disordered eating or whatever, or it can be... Like vision. We did vision. Yeah, we I've did never vision. been to the eye doctor. I know, so and we I was really like, discovered. I have not either. What? Oh, man. You've never been to the eye doctor? I know. And never. I found out, like, so I had to get my license <laughs> renewed. And, like, when you put your forehead to the little thing and yeah. you got to read the numbers yeah. and letters. Pass. No, it was very, very <laughs> shaky. My girlfriend renewed hers before me, and I just remembered what she said and repeated the okay, lines. Great. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, I mean, it was nice. I, still, I can see, guys. I can see. I struggled, okay. and then I just, whatever. Can you Not see, point. though? I love you're like, guys, I can right. see. I mean, you're a nice Jamaican woman sitting down over here next to me. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alyssa was like that. She hadn't gone to the eye doctor in, like, five years when I had met her. I'm like, I don't know. Dan Nine. hasn't been to the eye doctor, and he desperately needs reading glasses. I'm like reading Dan, glasses. Yes, well. he needs just reading glasses. Walgreens. I know, Why do you need to but I'm like, you also just that. should go to the eye doctor because both of his parents wear glasses. Reading glasses. Yeah. His no 
glasses, glasses. Ah. His brother Mike wears glasses. Mike, Mike does. Yeah, I've never seen him wear glasses. I'm like, you got. Well, now I think he wears contacts, but oh. he used to wear glasses. And I'm just like, you, you should just go to. And Dana's like, what do you do for eye health? Like, what are foods that you eat? I'm like, well, first of all, go to an eye doctor. <laughs> I was like, mm, I want more witchcraft. No, you I just want eat a witchcraft doctor. Yeah, you just eat carrots. You'll yeah. be good. Yeah. Okay. Uh-oh. So anyway, we do that, and then we do um, on, on this, this day. day. So we'll be like in 1995. What was going on? In the world and with us, which that's really fun because I know very little about pop culture, and yeah, I learned I learned so many things. Like Avril Lavigne was married to so or dated like so many random people. Hmm. Yeah, and she's with wait, like Skater and Boy. She's yeah, 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 she's with Tyga yeah. now. I know. Is she really? Yes. She just yeah. kicked off a naked lady off her stage. <laughs> yeah. I don't her. even know how to Who feel does? about What's that. Avril Lavigne. <laughs> she did. I know it's unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> Odd couple, right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially because wasn't he dating like Kylie Jenner or something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And no disrespect to Avril Lavigne compared to Kylie Jenner, but they're not. And Avril Black China, and Black China was with. Rob Kardashian and Rob Kardashian was with da- Brody Jenner. Brody Jenner. Step- Who the hell is Brody Jenner? He's Kylie Jenner's step brother or half brother. Brother. Bruce Jenner or Chris. Yeah. What brother? Brother. Well, Caitlyn yeah. now. Yeah. Caitlyn yes. Jenner's son. Yes. Yeah. I know. These are things that we talk about. And then we have, we finish with this or that. It's like a, would you rather go to a, what was it, art museum or history museum? Or like, would you rather listen to country music or classical? Yeah. We learn a lot about each other. We do. We do. (laughs) I'd rather listen to a country musician try to play classical music. There you go. That would be great. really went outside the box. We have uh, D-Heart, Derek D-Heart on the app says he's so happy that Tevin is on today. (laughs) (laughs) You've made it, Tevin. Derek, I know you've been... uh, Sending feedback for the past couple of days. I read everything. Don't worry. Yeah, Derek D. Hart. I'm going to give you a shout out he every used to call Devin in. Hart you. He used to call in. I, like yeah, I heard you, Mr. D. Hart. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, yep, we have a podcast. It's on Spotify and iTunes. And you can listen to it if you choose. And follow us on Instagram. We have an Instagram. We have an Instagram. No Facebook, though. No Facebook. What's your Instagram? The Millennials Guide to Being Okay. I don't think it's the, I think it's just Millennials Guide to Being Okay. Dana, if you're, so you're doing the social media. Do you feel like you've got to do the whole Tic Tac? Tic Tac. Tic Tac. I do love a Tic Tac. Tic Tac show. All right. It seems like that's kind of taking over everything. I refuse to do Tic Tac, so it's not even been a discussion. At this point, like, I don't feel we need it just because of our age demographic, but I do know the importance of it. As TikTok's someone who for works Zoomers. in corporate marketing, she yeah, that's what I Dana know. does. She finds influencers for a large company, oh, and like deals with their contracts and stuff. It just feels that's like TikTok job. is uh, many people but that used the, to do YouTube are now doing TikTok. Well, and here's and the, even older people. Are. The thing with TikTok is you can have five million viewers on TikTok and not hardly make any money. Well, it's because they're like five seconds long. You can't right. sell ads or anything on them, so... It, and it's TikTok yeah. is actually, you can post things longer than you can on Instagram. Yeah? Yeah. And, well, they're still but not long enough to have, like, you know, ad insertions and Yeah, that but, like, followers don't mean as much on TikTok as they no, do on Instagram. Right. And, like, TikTok... <clears throat> You're not necessarily, it's not like YouTube where you're like, oh, I'm watching this 30-minute video, let's slide in a 30-second commercial. Yep. It's yeah. like more like product review type things yeah. or like artists will pay certain influencers like, hey, play my song in the background of your mm-hmm. video. and Exactly. Like and yeah. there's so much integration from TikTok living on Instagram that yeah. oh, it, you can kill two birds with one stone just putting stuff on Instagram at this point. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and we're not like super great at Instagram, 
really because Dana's a thousand weeks pregnant, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Blame I we'll really have been lacking in it, I will say. Yeah. We post the episode every week, and there's a shout-out, but... Yeah. And then I gotta go take a nap. <laughs> I gotta go lay down. <laughs> or eat something. That's yeah. A, oh, this well, is a good for start two. for you, Dana, because you, you'll, you'll find that having a child will take a lot of pressure off your rest of your life, because you can always just blame the kid. It, it, I'm sorry. <laughs> Right. Gotta go back. Sick. Nap time. You know, whatever. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. Even when they're like in their 30s, you could still blame the kids. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my mom does too. Works me. for me. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why why change what works? That's great advice. I'm going to take that and yeah. run with that. Great. Run away with it <laughs> entirely. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. So just let, let me know when Rob Pope's ready to go, if you would, Andy, all right? Uh, nothing <coughs> yet. Yeah. Yeah, oh, wait, he literally just joined us as I, I was really, speaking. I feel like you should be reading this, because I cannot guarantee that I will not stop. Ooh. I will not start coughing. That's <laughs> yeah. fair enough. Yeah. So Rob is ready to go? Yep. Ladies and yeah. gentlemen, uh, promoting the book Becoming Force, Extraordinary True Story of One Man's Epic Run Across America. It's available on Amazon and everywhere, as a matter of fact. Rob Pope. Good morning, sir. How's it going, guys? Alex, what do you think? <laughs> How's it going, Alex? Wow. Uh, <laughs> what a segue. I, to put you on the spot. I hope I well. I no, Rob, Rob, I have to tell you something right from the beginning. Uh, this is a family podcast. My, my wife is here, here our I son, am. our daughter, her friend, our another family friend. And they've all, all they were talking about for the first 20 minutes show is how they couldn't wait to talk to you. So there you go. <laughs> That's cool. That, yeah, that is true. And actually, I did have a question because we I was on the show this morning that you were on with Tom. And obviously, running across America, you don't just put on your sneakers one day, plug your headphones in, and take <laughs> off. What is the infrastructure around you as you're running across the country? Is it like a whole team? Is there an RV following you? Like, what's what's that? In, how many people are supporting you as you're running? Uh. 0.5 over the uh, over the course of the trip. <laughs> so nobody follows you. You don't have any place um, to rest to put your head down. Nowhere. Well, basically to start with, um, it was my uh, girlfriend Nadine, um, sort of, uh, and sort of, we we started it together, and we bought an old RV, which we thought we'd hopefully sell at the end because it was so beat up for what we paid for it, you know, but it didn't quite work like that. And then Nadine was with me, like, for the first crossing and halfway um, through Tennessee when we ran out of money, uh, and then she had to go home. Uh, And eventually she was able to rejoin me in Minneapolis, and uh, 
I was very glad of her support through the wilds of North Dakota and Montana uh, and the forest fires of Oregon. And she stayed with me till uh, San Francisco when she had to go home to have a baby, as you do. Oh, see how sweet that is. Uh, not, uh, yeah, Rob brought that up to me this morning. Rob, I interviewed you about an hour and a half ago on a morning show. And this is a family show, and they were all excited to have you on today. So I hope you don't get bored with me talking to me twice, but they're going to ask you most of the questions. That's okay. That sounds good to me. Wait, it, so if I'm hearing this correct, it was mostly just like you and two other people on the road? Uh, well, basically myself and Nadine. I did have a couple of friends, Olivia and Rick, who came out, but in the sum total of the time I was there, they were there for probably about uh, you know maybe, maybe a month, a month tops. So it was either, generally it was either Nadine and I or Olivia and I. Um, and then the rest of the time I was pushing on my gear in a stroller. Wow. Because, see, like you're obviously an elite athlete. But me, for me, if I'm running, I'm running like a half a mile. Then I got to walk probably another like half a mile. And then we'll run the next half mile. So yeah, interval you, training. Yeah, the, mm -hmm. we'll call it that. We're just tired <laughs> sure, of that. Yes, that was yeah. the intention. That's, yes. So, so essentially you just laced up your sneakers and went off by yourself. Was there ever moments where it was like you're out in the middle of the woods by yourself running and you know that you don't have anybody to count on till tomorrow when your people return? Oh, uh, well, sort of generally sort of uh, whenever Nadine was with me, I was always fine. Uh, there was an occasion once where I was in, bizarrely, I, I um, started in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, that's not the bizarre thing, because that's where, in the book, Forrest is from. In the film, he's from Greenbow, Alabama, but Greenbow, Alabama doesn't exist. They just made that place up completely for the movie. So, uh, But Mo Mobile, Arizona is very different. It's like sort of a, a fire station, a school, and I didn't really see many houses. I assume they were scattered uh, and I decided to cut across the uh, a section of the Mojave. Um, and, oh, no, it was the Sonoran Desert. A apologies for my geographical error. And um, <laughs> I decided to do a marathon just carrying all my uh, water, which was an underestimation of what I would need in 28-degree heat running on sand. And so uh, that was designed to stop me needing to do 65 miles that day. And so um, it worked, but I did think they were going to have to send a search party at one point. For our domestic audience, 28 degrees is 82 degrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, we're talking about a different Her, scale like, that there. That doesn't sound... <laughs> 28, that's cold. Yeah. Yeah. Very good, Andy. Very Why would yeah. you need more water? Although actually, sort of on the um, on, on the on the temperature front, I did run through a very cold <laughs> desert once. Uh, I actually ran through Death Valley, which yeah. obviously is the hottest place on Earth. But when I ran through it, it snowed. Yeah, at night deserts get cold. People don't realize yeah, that sure do. to the sure point do. of where it snows. They get freezing cold. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's a wild temperature swing. It sure is. It's like Minnesota. It, it's yeah. so, <laughs> in like obviously having to run through places like Death Valley and things like that. How, how much thought? ahead in like planning your <clears throat> trip like did you leave at a certain time of the year because you knew you'd hit certain areas that you're like i can't run through death valley in august spot on exactly so i i decided that i would basically let the worst of the weather in a state be when i was at the opposite end of the country so i decided to run through you know alabama in winter and you know minnesota in summer and I just always assumed sort of that, you know, I've, I've seen pictures of like North Dakota, Minnesota, Montana, 
And it looks a bit like Scotland in places. So I thought the weather would be like Scotland in the summer. And so I thought that would be so probably in the in the low 70s, may, maybe high 70s. No. And uh, nope, nope, nope. Uh, it got to regularly over a hundred uh, when I was uh, when I was on the plane. Yep. And um, there, was, there was a moment actually. I'd, I'd not long. Um, I, I I dialed in a request. It was it was late in my journey on the run that I actually discovered the joy of radio because I was actually listening to my own music mostly. And um, as I was running out of Minnesota, uh, I was listening to the Cool FM, the the, the rock station. And um, and I got Purple Rain dialed in on a request, and it was just Aww. unbelievable. It was so good. And a little bit further down the road, I saw that somebody had kindly left a sprinkler out, uh, you know, sort of watering their lawn <laughs> or the grass verge. And so I, I just pretty much danced under that sprinkler for about half an hour. And I think the passing cars must have thought that, you know, there'd been an escape lunatic or something. <laughs> well, don't feel too bad, because even a lot of Americans, especially down south, Think, think that it snows all year round up here in Minnesota. So, yes. yeah. you know. well, New, York, New York City, they think. And, uh, and the coldest temperature I actually got was um, sort of, well, I, I got some cold temperatures in Wyoming, but I actually got a, a, a minus one, and that's Fahrenheit, uh, in Alabama. Wild. In Alabama. That's God, really? Huh. That's surprising. Yeah. Yeah, that's cold. How many pairs of shoes did you go through? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 33. Okay, great. Oh, wow. 33. Did you buy them as you went, or did you start with, like, a crate of shoes? I, I started with uh, a pair of, because uh, obviously Forrest wears Nike, doesn't he? So I, I started uh, the, the very first run in some Cortez, uh, the classics. And then I also had four pairs of other Nike shoes that I managed to bully a nike executive into uh, from london <laughs> that I, I i sort of uh, pretended i had a meeting at nike hq which is very difficult to find probably because they have people like me turning up asking for shoes and um and she kind of gave me four pairs of shoes and then i i bought the rest until i got to oregon and I ran in the prefontaine memorial race and uh, oh. managed to win it and uh, so, yeah, I, I became Oregon State champion. I'm a former Oregon 10K state champion, which is probably one of my, my proudest achievements. And then there was a guy there called Johnny Wild Horse Truax who uh, designs shoes for Nike. And uh, he, said, he said, how come we haven't heard, you at H heard of you at HQ? And I was just like, well, I've sent you about a billion emails. <laughs> They're obviously just going into your spam folder, or somebody's seeing that and going, "Oh, guys, we got another fellow who thinks he's Forrest Gump again." <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line. So Alex, yeah, he's to be shoes after that. Good. That's wonderful, absolutely. Dana, Alex, you must have questions because you're both big runners, <laughs> are you not? Yeah, I actually was going to ask what your pace is, like your mileage pace. Yeah. Yeah, well, when I started off, um, I was doing um, probably just over. Don't don't worry, like so even though I am officially European, we do uh, we do our miles in uh, so our speeds in minutes per mile. So that's Great. good. Um, I was doing about sort of seven minutes, seven thirties, and um, and my my missus said to me, she said, "You're just going too fast." And I said, "No, no, I'm fine. I'm not out of breath. Apart from the fact it was like 100% humidity in Alabama when I started." 
Um, but that came home to roost pretty early on, and I got um, like sort of a stress reaction in my shin in, a, in in the early stages of Texas, and I got contacted by a a, a fellow transcontinental runner, as I can now call myself, uh, and he said like you are running too fast. He said, and this guy is almost identical to me in terms of marathon time. So it wasn't as if he was like jealous that I was running faster than him. He's just he's just been there and done it. And um and so he said, You're not even taking any walking breaks. And I said, Well I'm not I'm not uh walking across America. I'm running across America. And so he goes, doesn't matter. He said even the guy who's done the record for the fastest crossing will have walked big stretches of it just because you have to because you're not having days off ever. You just have to let your body recover during the day. And so I would, I, I developed a pattern eventually where I would run four miles, walk half a mile, run two <laughs> miles, walk half a mile, run a mile, and then I would stop and like eat something, you know, and then you just watch the world go by. And my running pace eventually steadied itself around 8.20. And uh, that seemed to be the sweet spot for me. That's not really fast. I run one mile at an eight mile minute pace and I'm just done. My last 5K, I think I was like a 12 minute mile. You're also pregnant. And I was pregnant. There's no such thing as slow runners or fast runners. There's just runners. That's that's it. We're all in the same gang. Here we go. I love that positive reinforcement. Fantastic. Because a lot of people don't think that way. A lot of people are like, I need to beat my PR and blah, blah, blah. And I'm always like, I just like watching the trees and the birds and yeah. fresh air. Exactly. You know, this is, this, you know, if, if you want to like, even times doesn't really matter. It's basically if you're wanting to push yourself, if you're tired at the end of it, then you've done the job, you know. And if, if your goal was to go out and just have a nice time, you don't have to be tired. You can just move through. You know, one of the joys I actually had was, moving slowly through america you know people say like kansas is boring well it's not boring if you're moving at six miles an hour you know and so sometimes you do have to slow down to take it all in no question about it. you know i gotta tell you something you'll love this the average uh let's see i guess i i think the top running speed for a human being uh or the average for the average human being, not a professional athlete, is 17.7 miles an hour. That's about as fast as they can run. Okay. Then I found out that Velociraptors in all the uh, Jurassic Park movies, they can only run 17.9 miles an hour. So even if you got a a hundred yard start, they'd never catch you. But the great point about that is. At 17.9 miles an hour, they could never catch Hussein Bolt, who ran 24 miles an hour. Jeez. So all these movies I mean, are lying, I, Rob. Why do they lie to us about velociraptors <clears throat> running us down and catching us? It's not fair. People uh, like me who can't run smart, at all. Those raptors, though. They're smart. <laughs> they're clever you know, girls. It might, it, it might not be the one that, uh, that chases you, that catches you. You know, so it might be one that's just hiding behind a tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and also. Humans humans are really good distance runners. They're the best where, distance runs, runners on the planet. Yeah, whereas mm. animals are much better sprinters. So yep. a velociraptor is probably a better sprinter than probably, a human, yes. would be my guess. Also, yeah. how would you know <laughs> velociraptors run at 17.9 miles per hour based on just a skeleton? That's a, right. it's, it's a good question. I mean, yeah, they question. could have like <laughs> massive hippopotamus yeah. thighs for all we know. True. Well, Just all fat. Bunion problem. Yeah. Not be able to run it and also, it might be Jurassic Park. It's real, right? Isn't it? Yeah, Just it's like a documentary. <laughs> and also saying that like humans are the best long distance runners. When's the last time you saw like a 
cow just casually running. Just, or they like, don't, yeah, they don't run if like, they don't yeah, have no, to. Yeah, no animals are out here. Just let me get my miles in today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very few animals waste energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they only run when they absolutely have to. We're Except talking to Rob cats. Pope about his new book that's coming out uh, that is out, as a matter of fact, Becoming Forest, the Extraordinary True Story of One Man's Epic Run Across America. It's available on Amazon, uh, all across the board, as a matter of fact. Rob, how did it all start for you? How old were you when you said, I want to run? Well, when I decided I wanted to run across America, I was about 26 at the time. And uh, I sort of planned a run from Long Beach, California to Long Beach, New York. And to be honest, most of the the fun is actually in the planning and just seeing all these places you're going to go to. You know, I knew I was going to go through Vegas and then St. Louis and places like that. Um, but then life gets in the way, doesn't it? And it sort of got put on the back burner for a long time. And um, I moved to Australia and I sort of joined an athletics club to just get friends because, of course, I didn't know anybody out there. And I got a lot better at running to the point where I actually managed to come 10th in the Sydney Marathon, which got me. Uh, I officially became the Australian Marathon Champion because I've been there long enough to actually get a national recognition. Um qualified for Rio but didn't get selected because they had other guys who were faster they'd gone to Chicago and Berlin to get the time so I qualified but I didn't get the tattoo and um, I moved back to the UK uh, not just to concentrate on running but I got the offer of what was supposed to be a pretty cushy job and it would allow me to train lots and it didn't happen it was like I was doing 13 hour days five days a week and so um, I knew I was going to like pack it in and my my missus uh, Nadine said to me, um, this is your time, just run across, do the America run now. And while I was actually sort of, you know, in Australia, I had dreamt about doing the America run. And during that period, the idea of emulating forests run be- became, you know, almost like an <clears throat> obsession because um, like 20 years like previously, um, my mum passed away. And before she did, she said to do one thing in my life that made a difference. And I never really knew what that was going to be. You know, I thought, oh, maybe it's about just be, you know, my normal jobs at a veterinarian. And so I thought, well, that's sort of making a difference, you know. Um, But I hadn't given it much thought until I realized that America Run could be a possibility. And I thought, well, now, you know, make a difference now. And um, if I was going to do that, I would run for charities. And so I thought, right. If I'm going to do it big for charity, I need to do something big to actually grab the attention. And then I started to seriously think that the Forest Gump run could be a possibility. Not necessarily to finish it, but certainly to start it and do as good a job as I could of getting to the end. Because I'm not being funny. Nobody can run 15,000 miles, can they? (laughs) Probably. I should yeah. point this out because it, it, we're talking to Rob Pope, ladies and gentlemen. He runs to raise funds and awareness for the World Wildlife Federation and Peace Direct and holds a Guinness World Record. But I, I wanted to point out, you do a lot for other people as well, do you not, Rob? Or you do not want to talk about how, how generous you are with your time? Oh, man, that, yeah, I just just do what anybody else would do if they were asked. You know, if, I, if I'm free and I can help somebody, I will do, you know. And, and some of that was possibly just because of you know, the generosity I received from people in the States, like nothing was too much trouble for people, you know, they would like, you know, sometimes pick me up from the side of the road and then drive me 30 miles to their house and drive me back the next day, feed me, you know, you know, 
shake my hand on the, on the way out of the house and there'd be like, you know, a $50 bill in there. And so oh. it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's just the kind of thing that like, I feel it's almost, I, I've, I've, I've used so much credit and so I just have to give it back. And so if I've got time and, and you know, whether it's just me talking or, you know, sort of doing a run for a, for a charity, you know, sort of I'll, I'll always try and do it. You know, I just, I got to be embarrassed about this because I just thought of something you've run, uh, 15,000, over 15,000 miles, as a matter of fact. We talked about that already. 15,600 miles. I just thought, I had, and I just checked this a couple of days ago, uh, on my car I've got 12,000 miles. I haven't even driven as far as you ran. <laughs> so there you go. Does that look kind of lame? I'm sure, I'm sure your car will catch up. But uh, I, I, I do believe like it, it, it's the longest run that's ever taken place in a single country. And um, I'm fairly certain that only one person has run more in a year than that, uh, the Gump run. And that was a, a French guy called Sir Girard who managed to do 15,000 miles in a single year. Mine was 422 days. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't matter. However, however well you do, there's already someone better than you, isn't there? Is there something that, that that popped up in your brain whenever maybe you got started to get a little tired or whatever, or maybe get a little frustrated? I mean, you, you, to have that kind of focus for so many days in a row is very, very difficult. Did you go to certain places in your heart and in your brain to keep on going? You don't, you'd have to focus on different things because if I focused on getting to Monument Valley at the end of like five runs, you know, sort of a it was just too far away it's not even feasible so you know i originally started on you know just getting across alabama and then getting across texas was massive for me because i the run got jeopardized 400 miles in with my first big injury uh, and i got um looked after by a physio in houston called whitney uh which was an amazing piece of serendipity and she got me like in such a state that i got across texas and then even if i didn't get to the ocean Running across Texas is is like huge, you know. So it's longer than like so. Well, it's wider than the UK is long. So that was massive for me. Getting to a state, getting to an ocean. Sometimes just getting to lunch, you know. Knowing uh, you guys have got the uh, the amazing quick trips in Minnesota. Yeah. And I would get obsessed <laughs> with quick trips, you know. I first met him in Wisconsin, and I almost was was crying as I crossed the state line into Minnesota, thinking that quick trips were not going to be a thing anymore. But they were, oh. and um, yeah, they really are and the so best. Of it. Take take me back, take me back to Quick Trip, one of the few gas stations in America that seems to sell fruit. You know. So. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it. You guys have any other questions for Rob? Yeah, when you're running, well, I guess two questions. First, if you, when you're running, obviously you get to be in more remote areas of the U.S. Is there an area specifically that stands out as particularly beautiful that kind of like took you back as you're running? And then, did you have any encounters with wildlife? Whether it was not necessarily dangerous. Uh, there's encounters. a lot of wildlife out right. there. Right, yeah. but like we hit deer with our cars every day. Did you have any instances where you came close to animals? Yeah, like so, well, if people like so, there were so many like amazing memories. Like we had a sort of great chat earlier about sort of my my fondness for for Minnesota and like the Wobegon train trail was was a gorgeous place. Like the Kerr d'Alene in uh, Idaho. Um, my, my two standout moments. I'm a huge huge fan of the desert. I feel it's like my spiritual home. 
and Joshua Tree um, National Park in California was incredible. I listened to the Joshua Tree on loop eight and a half times. That's how long it takes to get through it. Um, and then I eventually became the first person to run from Joshua Tree National Park to the actual Joshua Tree in Death Valley. <coughs> Sorry about that. Must be those forest fires in Oregon. And um, yeah, and so the Glacier National Park in uh, Montana was a huge contrast, obviously. Um, but, it, you know, it might just be the most beautiful place on earth. And it's just such a tragic thing. As you uh, kindly pointed out before, I do a lot of stuff for the WWF, uh, not the wrestling, the World, World Wildlife Federation. And um, it's really sad that there won't be any glaciers left in Glacier National Park in 10 years' time. So, um, you know, get up there while you can, people. But um, I mentioned the Coeur d'Alene Trail. And I had an awesome sort of a encounter there. I was I was running along and I mentioned about, you know, it being like Scotland. It was like Scotland on steroids. And I decided, uh, I don't know if you guys, are you familiar with the work of the Proclaimers, 500 Miles oh, yeah. song? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I was listening to the Proclaimers um, and there was a song called Sunshine on Leith, which is absolutely beautiful. And it hit me like a song that just, you know, it was almost as if I'd never heard of it. And I played it on loop about nine times. And as I was going along the trail, I saw what looked like a horse limping in the distance. And I was just like, that's a bit weird. And um, my eyes aren't that great. And so it got to about 200 meters, 200 yards away from it when I thought, oh, that's a moose. That's uh -oh. a bull moose with huge antlers. And he was going away from me. So I just walked behind him and occasionally he'd look, you know, languidly over his shoulder at me. But then suddenly, a cyclist comes in the opposite direction and spooks oh, him. Oh. He turns tail and starts oh. galloping towards me. Now, he was going faster than 17.9 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I knew I couldn't outrun him. There was a creek, well, like, almost like a ravine and a creek down to my right and a fence to my left, like a, you know, a barbed wire fence. And I left my burst spray uh, um, in, in the RV. Nadine was back with me then. And so I couldn't get behind a tree. So I just had to hug the front of a tree and close my eyes. And I heard the branches snapping as his, obviously his antlers were catching them on the approach. And then he just dives down this ravine into the creek. And I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. And then so, yeah, uh, life flashed before my eyes. And I got back to the RV and I told Nadine about this like amazing, like, you know, life affirming experience. And I said, have you ever heard the song Sunshine on Leith by the Proclaimers? And she's just like, yeah, yeah, why? And I said, oh, just, it, I heard it today. And I just couldn't stop playing it. It was if it was just like perfect. Now we'd found out about, um, you know, a month or so previously that she was expecting our little girl. Um, and she said, because if I have a boy, I'm going to call him Leaf. And she'd never mentioned that before. And she'd thought of it that morning. And it was just like, wow. You know, I, I, I never felt more like I was on the Truman Show than that moment. <laughs> I can it. Rob, were there any points? I mean, you obviously laid uh, this trip out well in advance. Uh, did you ever get to a point, maybe in Oregon, you talked about the Oregon fires and all the rest of it. Did you ever get to a, a part of your run where you couldn't go where you wanted to go? They said, well, I'm sorry, you can't go through here right now because of uh, fires or whatever. Did you ever run into that problem? Yeah, like I did. I had to cross the Columbia back into Washington. 
against my sort of wishes because I was wanting to. I, I said to Nadine, "You drive round, and I will be able to just push on because the fire is not going to cross the interstate." Well, as it happened, it did cross the interstate, and if Ooh. I was running there, may very well have, have been killed. Um, but like there was a moment where I was uh, in Austin. I was approaching Austin in Texas and the bridge had basically been, they were de demolishing the bridge. And so I said to the construction worker, where's like this side of the bridge? And he was just like in the river. And I was just like, <laughs> okay. And um, he said, do you need to get across? I'll drive you across. And I was just like, nah, man, I can't do that because, um, I, you know, I have to take every step on, on, on this journey on foot. Otherwise I feel like I'll have cheated. And so he said, that is like four lanes worth of traffic in two lanes. You, you know, that is, you, you know, you're going to die if you go on that. And I was just like, hey, mate, you've not been on the 190 in Baton Rouge going across the Mississippi. I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I, I would play Welcome to the Jungle on my, uh, on my uh, MP3 player. And you know where you are, baby. You're in the jungle. You're gonna die. <laughs> oh, I didn't die. I got, I, I got to Austin, and uh, yeah, and, and and fun was had by all. <laughs> Rob, when are you gonna be back in Minnesota? Are you gonna come back soon? Oh, I would love to. Like my my sort of dream is one day to do the uh, the the trip um, in like five sections, just like sort of vacation. I don't know if I would get an RV or maybe like a Mustang or something like that, but. Um, I, I would love to come back. The, the only thing that's probably stopped me from coming back and living in America is I just wouldn't be able to decide where I was going to live. You know, so I would end sure. up being... I, what, what I need to do is win the lottery or for... Um, I, I don't know. I reckon if, if Tom Hanks decides to say that Becoming Forest is his favourite book, maybe I'll be able to afford to retire and, <laughs> and then I'll just drive around and come and see you all. Well, it's a great story. It was such an honor to have you on, not once but twice on the morning show and this show as well. Rob Pope, ladies and gentlemen, the book Becoming Forest, the extraordinary true story of one man's epic run across America. It is available on Amazon and everywhere. Rob, you do a hell of an interview, man. You really, what I really like is you have as much passion for it today as you did when you were doing it. That's, that's terrific to hear. It brings it all back, man. <laughs> I understand. Come back soon, please, sir, all right? Happy to. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy... It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. 
How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant rob pope ladies and gentlemen see i love the fact there's a man who could talk for a half an hour and every minute of it was interesting. Isn't that great? Yeah, absolutely. And like just like thinking of the things that he's seen running across America, like I would never want to run. I would drive, love to drive the route that he took. Believe in that. <laughs> 15,000 miles, that's a long well, drive. Tevin, you're a giant guy. You know, usually usually cross country runners are very small that's yeah, right no i'm not, yeah i'm much much bigger than any cross country runner that's yeah you certain. just don't have the build for it i yeah. just i that's not what i told her to say i said <laughs> i told her say tevin you're a giant pain in the ass <laughs> <laughs> That's another Apparently, show. Apparently, elite marathon runners average out at 5'7 and weigh 140. Yeah. Yep. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So, well, yeah. the, low, like the less I mass. I can't see Tevin being I'm a jockey. I'm the same Not size as an elite marathon male runner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're just a little taller than me. Well, the, the less mass you have, more. the less energy it takes to you know, right. get you moving. Exactly. So it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, and I mean, well, just think of all the pounding on your knees and that your joints. That, too. Oh, God. I can't run for longer or else my shins start to hurt. And I'm not even really that tall. I I mean, if you've ever been to a marathon and like mom and dad like the gas station? You <laughs> I love God. that you love quick trip. No I'm quick trip, lie. Andy. Quick, quick trip. trip. Yeah. We do love quick trip. But yeah, if you've been to a marathon, which like and even my races that I do, like mom and dad, you'll watch me in my races and the guys that win them, it just there's nothing. Yep. Yeah. It's skin no. and bones. It's, it's like jockeys. Very little muscle. Well, it's like baseball even. players. Aren't baseball They're players tiny. super short, too? Yeah, baseball because players. Because all they do is run as fast as they short, can. Yeah. Not all of them. The Twins have a pitcher right now who's 6'9". Yeah, I would say oh, baseball, players, baseball players are a little bit... They're not necessarily all small, I would say. Not all of them. No. Well, it depends on the position. Used to like be. Kent, Kent Herbeck is a giant. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think like traditionally, like first basemen are usually pretty tall, so yeah. they can like stretch yep. out further. Mm-hmm. Pitchers yeah. are always really tall. Well, apparently the average MLB player is six foot one. Wow. Yeah. So things have yeah. changed. So tall. And but I think that thing might be called steroids. Motocross <laughs> racers are short too. Oh, that's nice. Motocross racers. Yeah, motocross. Do, do you date a motocross racer? Or? Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned that fun fact. Oh, really? You're unbelievable. Jockeys. Unbelievable. Jockeys I say. are small. Jockeys. I know that. Yeah. Jockeys are very small. Yes. Yep. So now. Alex and Dana, are you going to reach out to Rob Pope and have him on your show too? We haven't. We're not doing guests yet. We we're not doing guests yet, and he doesn't really have a mental health topic. I mean, probably I mean, maybe we, we, we can might. spin it. We can spin anything. You can maybe. spin. That's something that I've learned since doing our podcast. Is you can spin anything into a mental health topic. And and you can say true. like his He's mental... running from something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and his mental, running from his Rob. mental fortitude to be able to stay focused. You can turn yeah. it into positive something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've thought about. I mean, we'll eventually. 
eventually have people on at some point, yeah. maybe. But I don't know. Right now, we're just two gals in my husband's office. Staring at war mem- memorabilia <laughs> yeah. from his war grandpa. Memorabilia. He has a lot of war memorabilia from his grandpa. It's like a man cave. Oh. It's uh, oh. yeah, I don't know. And Dan's not like super into war memorabilia, but since it's his grandpa's, he and it's just there's nowhere else to put it in our, our house, mm-hmm. so it's in his office. Oh, so that's where it is. Okay, so I, I, I've always meant to ask, but didn't want to offend. So, so I was like, what is with all the war posters and such? Was it like he tried to hang them up in other areas of the house and you were they like, were no, 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 no. you get the office? There was one You in... get the tiny room at the back corner of the house. So Dan and I have an opposite relationship from a lot of husbands and wives where he's the one that's really particular and likes things to look a certain way and all that stuff. And I'm kind of like, whatever, hang it up, I don't I don't care. We don't need anything on the walls. It's fine. Like, we have a roof over our heads. And so Dan, when we moved in, put up a bunch of art. And I never really paid attention to what it was. Because I was like, you're the one that cares. As long as you're happy with it, fine by me. Yeah, when we were in St. Paul, there was, like, nothing on the walls. Yeah. Because it's, I don't know, neither of us care. Yeah, we're just like, whatever. It's It's less less to dust. I don't know. Um, Not that I dust anything. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, one day I was sitting in my living room looking at this piece of art that Dan had hung up years before. And I'm like, this guy has, he, like, it was a soldier and there was blood all over him and he was carrying helmets, which were Nazi helmets. Oh, bounties, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So this guy just killed a bunch of Nazis and he's just like posed all like, all right, I've done it. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm really, really realizing that this is not something that I want in my home visible to or like in your most communal people. Like areas. Our, yeah. And like Dan, you can put this in your office if it means so much to you, but like in our children's playroom, maybe not the right spot. I don't know. Yeah, no death glorification around the 6-year-olds. Yeah, like yeah. I never I never realized that's what it was and then all of a sudden I really looked at it and yeah. So now it's in where we do our podcast. The man cave. The man cave. Mm-hmm. The man cave. Yeah, there's cave. a lot of weird stuff down there because he's given things, too, like from work. Because <clears throat> the company that he works for is weird. It's a weird company. and the bicycle they, yeah. company? And yeah. they pride themselves on being weird. And so he has oh. all sorts of strange mm-hmm. stuff down there that I'm like, what is this? I've kind of blocked it out at this point. Yes, we talked about it initially, to. and then it had to be kind of yeah. blinders. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Because you could really go on a tangent for a while. You could. And we do. But yeah, we're recording an episode tonight. Hey, double up. Yep. You want to do an episode on the Dow Jones? Because you better do it now before it just goes to zero. We don't talk about any news news at all. Only maybe a little bit of uh, like I I believe that Godzilla is a real story that's gonna happen. We go down like a little bit of a black hole on some things. Yeah, we both really like conspiracy theories, like weird ones, not like normal ones. Like what's your weirdest go-to conspiracy theory? Well, I definitely think the whole Jurassic Park we're doing because we're trying to bring the dodo bird back right now with various. (laughs) A couple weeks ago, she's like, "Did you know the Jurassic Park's coming true?" Like Like, we're taking DNA from other birds and we're trying to like create the dodo bird again yep mm. it just doesn't sound like a good idea no it and just sounds like we're gonna end up with a bunch deep. of mutant 
birds that can't live. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. every once in a while they'll be like, we found this DNA out of a fossilized mosquito mm, that we yeah. think has the blood of a triceratops. Yeah, in it. yeah. Yeah, but the yeah. DNA is so degraded, there's nothing you can do with exactly. it. Exactly, really. and so it's like, okay, Let's you try hope. to make something with it, and you end up with like a weird sideways Picasso. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Type thing. COVID it's the first step, though. You're gonna have something that should not be. I'd yeah. like to see a remake of Jurassic Park, but instead of dinosaurs, it's just a bunch of failed dodo bird clones. <laughs> Running nice. into each other. Yeah, just like trying to fly, but they can't. Squawk and die. Oh, man. That would yeah. be funny. I'd watch that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I believe sure. like the ocean, we've only scratched the surface of it. There is something under there, like a Godzilla, who's just ready to, he's ready to make his entrance. Well, I think they yeah, just found another trench. Nessie. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Mariana uh, Trench has got a lot, two of them. a lot of stuff that we oh, don't yeah. know in there. Colossal squid. Yeah, we were fun and sage listen to these meditation stories when they go to sleep, and there is one about the Mariana Trench, and I was listening to it, and I was like, this is fascinating. <laughs> they <laughs> listen to a uh, what yeah. about a Mariana Trench? <laughs> like most <laughs> most parents are like, I play classical music to get them to call. Mar- Why? I don't know. That's what they choose. Well, when Chose I watched Choose, well, she used. listened to like a creepy. She was like, I want that spooky story. I'm like, all right, girl. Yeah, like, that's my, gonna put you to sleep. Dana calls Fawn my spooky kid. She's like, oh yeah, she's your spooky. She loves she's spooky like stories. A, she's she like she's not scared of the dark. Let's she say. is not. I did too when all. I was that age, though. I'd read yeah. Goosebumps all yeah. the time. Yeah, she's she likes weird, spooky. Yeah. yeah, like if she's gonna pick a movie, it's like Hotel Transylvania, Adams Family mm-hmm. type situation. She's yeah, I don't know, whatever. That's how so you're coming up on two months away, <clears throat> just a couple of months away from Fawny beginning to remember everything. Over the first year, in general, when they get older, children can look back at their seventh year as they remember everything that happened. Before that, they remember some things, but not everything. But she's turning seven. She's going to start remembering everything, so you better behave is all I'm saying. I remember pretty much everything from first grade, I, I think, when I was six. Yeah. from ever. No? Well, That's... I mean, yeah, I've got, like, you know, massive gaps where I don't remember anything at all. But I don't remember anything. Like, my first very vivid year, I think, was first grade. And I think that's, you know, because first grade is a big deal to kids. I feel like my first very vivid year is second grade, but that's because we moved school. No, third, it would have been third. Yeah, that sounds right. Because we moved I schools. I moved to St. Andrews in and fifth, so yeah. Yeah, I was in third, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember some from second because we changed schools twice that year. We did? Yeah, because we started out at the super, super religious school, and then oh, they were like, right. we put up our Christmas trees to ward off the evil spirits no, of Halloween. No, that, uh, <laughs> that was in like yeah. seventh and then grade I for me. No. You went to that other school. We went to a lot of different schools. Apparently. Right. Yeah. It sounds like you're in a military family. We went to a lot of different <laughs> no, schools. They tried we to find some place no, that wouldn't we, uh... kick Andy out. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't Andy get kicked well, out of school. I didn't he get did. kicked out of Rogers Elementary. They just didn't like me there. <laughs> they asked me to leave. What did you exactly. do? I was asked to leave. What did you do to get kicked out of school? I mean, all sorts of things. Like, were you like, a, I had way I too much energy. Mild mannered Andy. Right, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out, like, you'd think it would be me. Just giving kids swirlies the in the bathroom. Oh, no, no I've, been expelled. He, I've been expelled more than once. He no, never he just irritated the shit yes, out of his I teachers. Okay. He never, he never hurt anybody or, a, no. like, did anything bad to anybody else. He just was extremely just obnoxious. Very annoying. <laughs> just very, very annoying. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. remember this one. So, in seventh grade, I think, over at Cedar crest 
See, they that's have, the weird. No, thing. that was uh, ACA. Oh yeah. They were very, they're very religious. I don't know if they still exist or not, but yeah. in Cedar Crest we had a thing where it's like kids would be put into groups and like if you did like you know your homework on time, the group would get points, that sort of thing, kind of like mm -hmm. a you know fifty points to Gryffindor kind of situation. <laughs> um, and. I remember this one time I had seen, I was like watching cartoons one day and there was this song where they go like, dinosaur bones, ow. And I would do that every 10 seconds the entire day. <laughs> and eventually the teacher was like, every time you do that, I'm taking 10 points from your group. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I was good for like five minutes and then I just did it without thinking about it. And he's like, 10 points. And I'm like, well, that's not fair. I didn't even try. <laughs> You're a real Draco Malfoy in that situation. Mm -hmm. I sure was. <laughs> I was. Oh, Andy. Yep. But that's the first oh, school God. I got kicked out of. But yep. in my defense, I didn't actually do the thing they, they kicked me out for. <clears throat> I was framed. You were, you were framed? framed? Yeah, this girl mm -hmm. tripped or something, and then she thought that I had tripped her. And so she went to the principal, and he was like, oh, well, uh, I guess you're expelled. And I'm like... That's not fair. I didn't do anything. Yeah, you wouldn't have... I wouldn't have... No. no, no. You forgot. weren't a kid that would ever no. intentionally hurt anybody no. at all. And it's a wild juxtaposition of like where we're at today, because you hear stories about teachers, what they have to deal with today in schools. Oh, they won't expel no. yeah. you for oh, anything. You could no. stab another student. They'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. I go ahead. I used to get phone calls once. from teachers about Andy touched a wall. No. Oh, like, like walking to like the bathroom, and you have to walk on the blue line type of thing. Yeah, he's like touched the wall, and I'm like, "You're calling me still at work to irritate me, to talk to me about that." <laughs> Andy touched a wall. Fascinating. Well, I told him not to touch a wall, oh, and I'm like, God. "This is something you cannot deal with on your own. Yeah, You're actually like calling the parent touching. over touching a wall." Yeah. I yeah. in the fifth grade saved a kid from being choked to death by another kid. Really? Oh, well. Yeah, I was a big girl. Uh, <laughs> I was the and height. And grew up I, in the city. I, I, I'm the height I am now. So I was like 5'8 in fifth grade. And this wow. kid went after this other kid and put his hands around his neck. I remember pulling him up. I got an award. Ooh, <laughs> award. My mom started crying. That's my dad so was so proud. Oh, my god! But that kid never got expelled. Yeah, it was just like a really? don't, don't choke people. For yeah. choking. Thanks so child. much. Okay. I forgot about that. Hey, all right. Something. Good job, Dana. I just realized something that I actually got Andy kicked out of that uh, school he was just talking about. You did it? Because he called me and said, We got to talk to you. Andy's behavior is, is a bit off. We've got to do something about it. And I sat down. He was a, he was a little fella. I, I do remember that. <clears throat> and he, uh, we, I sat down and he said, um, Mr. Bernard, we're going to have to take this poco in poco. What? And I said, what? And he said, little by little. Oh, my and I God. Said, why didn't you just say little by little then? Why did we have to go up to a different <coughs> language? So I, think, I don't think he cared much for me either, Andy. So mm. you and I have that in common. I see. No, I, poco in poco. He said, poco oh, poco. Settle down, okay? Yeah. I don't under that. I was never a good school. Well, I quit school when I was 16, so what does that tell you? I went to college for one day, though, so that was good. There you go. I was never a school guy. I hated school, to tell you Yeah, do not let your children <laughs> talk to Bop Bop about school. No. <laughs> It'll be, it's a complete waste of time. Oh, I hated school. You shouldn't have to go. Don't do it. And it's like, uh, that's not what we're looking for here. <laughs> well, you have to understand, though, something. When 
when your teacher challenges you to do something and you're better at it than they are, they get very pissed off about that. This is true. They don't true. like that at all. Well, Andy, you went through that. A couple times, yeah. Yep. They do not like that when it turns out you were right and they were wrong. They don't like that at all. Or if you ask a question they don't know the answer to. <laughs> yes, that's the other one. Not a fan of that. <clears throat> so, Andy, you can blame whatever happened to you in school on me because the same thing happened to me. Well, I mean, same I think story. my behavior might have had some part of it. Well, yeah, just annoying maybe. the shit out of everyone constantly. <laughs> well, you haven't given that up anyway, so that's good. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, well I, don't know. I have to go. I know you guys got to go. Dana, thanks for coming in. Alex, thanks for coming in. You got to talk to Rob Pope, which is very cool, though, don't you think? Big day for you. Big day. Reach out to him. One more more plug for your podcast. The Millennial's Guide to Being Okay. And on Instagram, it's just Millennial's Guide to Being Okay. And okay is spelled out. O-K-A-Y. It's not just O and K. Just not the O and the K. Yeah, and we're on Mm -hmm. Spotify. We're on iTunes. Episodes typically come out Wednesday nights. Sometimes Thursday, sometimes, sometimes Friday. It depends. Oh. But. And if anyone feels like sponsoring them, yeah, yeah, we have no sponsors. <laughs> but we we promote Nike. a lot of stuff. We promote a lot of <laughs> Costco, things. Costco constantly. Trader Joe's quick always. Trip? I you know I was say Dana will probably bring up Quick Trip today. I don't know that I've ever been to a Quick Trip. You haven't lived. Yeah. I, I don't Elite know. Gas I don't oh. know. Okay, I don't go. I don't like. I'm afraid of gas stations a little bit. I don't like going in them. They freak me out. So. Hmm. I love them. I, I my just, car takes diesel, so I have to go to Quick Diesel? Trip. What do you drive? Volkswagen. Huh. Quick How trip. old is it? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Very? I just got it. Huh. It's an older car. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Nick had it say. before you. Yeah, and, and but it's great on gas or it's on diesel. What are you doing for car selling secrets? <laughs> uh, mm, I, yeah. My partner is the car master. I yeah, let he's him deal the with one that. that's, that's his bag. In charge of the Our car. Our truck situation. took diesel, I think. Yeah. Well, uh, more cars take diesel do they? now than huh. in the past. That used past. to kind of be an environmental push thing. Yeah, that my car's the last of Dieselgate, which I guess was like a big Volkswagen mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, diesel, I, I mean, old diesel engines did not burn clean, that's for sure. <coughs> no. You could smell we were, them a mile away. We yeah. Told but they I, did. But I guess now that they're better, I don't know. All right, on that note. I don't even later. really know what diesel is. <laughs> All right, Alex. Yes. Gotta go. I'll reach out to Uncle Pat and try to. I'll get you a salesperson. You want to start selling your podcast? Okay. Well, like four people <laughs> listen to it, so I don't know. Who. After today, five. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna gain seven. No, actually, exactly. I remember I text messaged her after we had like, I don't know, eight or nine episodes out, and I was like, there have been a couple. Like, more downloads than I thought would happen. I was, like, I was expecting 15 or yeah. something, and it was, yeah. like, 80. I was well, like, what? Like, good. do you track, like, your analytics where you can see, like, the different countries? Like, my girlfriend does a podcast, and she's got, like, she's like, I have listeners in Oh, yeah, we Tanzania. used to do that all the time, yeah. <laughs> I could. I just don't know how. I could ask Dan, because he knows how to do all that stuff. But or I'm just, Andy. like, I don't know. Well, but Dan's... In my Present, house, yeah. right next to That's me, true. so he's easy to get in touch Let's with. We're right now Canada. for our That's show. That's what I tell people. We're, We're huge with Canadians. One percent of our downloads come from Mexico. Hey, oh, really? Up, five fifty-five hundred downloads from the Bahamas. Okay. Well, bye. Really? Thank you. Bye. Bye. We gotta go. We gotta go. Oh, by the way, before you leave, uh, another winter snowstorm takes aim at Minnesota. Another four to six inches of snow predicted in the Twin Cities. Never snow. happens. So you better get moving is all I'm telling you. All right.
Bye. All right, so they're they're good to go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're gonna end the show, aren't we? No. Well, if you want, we've we got can. half an hour to go almost. No, I got twenty three oh, minutes. Oh, I thought we were done. No, Alex no. always. Oh, no. sorry, I don't know what I'm doing. <clears throat> She's been medicated. Is, is Andy, it, I, I am on Dayquil again. I took Dayquil again today. It's not good for me. I get very spacey. Is that Dana staying? No. Nope. They both left. Oh. She's, She's out of here. She probably has to go back to work. She has a real job too. I do have to bring this up. I brought it up on the morning show, and I'm bringing it up again. I do not like the fact that Bally Sports owner files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. They're $8.7 billion in debt and have missed a an interest payment. This is an interest payment, not, not the big one, of $140 million. There's no way. Uh, Diamond Sports Group, the largest owner of regional sports uh, networks, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection yesterday. The move came after it missed a $140 million interest payment last month. What were they taking, payday loans? $140 million, jeez. And what's Chapter 11? Because there's like Chapter 7, 8, whatever. Well, there's like, at least 11? 11 of them, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, what's the difference? I think that's the one where you're you're in kind of insolvent, but you're working with your creditors or oh, something okay. like that. So where you still have to paste some stuff off? Yeah. Because Chapter 7, I think, is the one where it's, it's the like all one. your debt is wiped out, but you also have like no credit for the rest of your life. Oh, okay. oh really? I think that's like, yeah, that's... Yeah. Well, like, they could take everything but your car and your house, right? I think they could probably take your car and your house if. Uh, oh, really? With, in... with corporations, usually your personal stuff is safe. Well, that's the point of a corporation. If an LLC, yeah. they can take anything that the LLC owns, but nothing that you own. Right. Because you aren't part of the LLC and you aren't the one going bankrupt. Well, it isn't very fair to. If, you're, if a company goes bankrupt that you have to lose your house and stuff well no and that's why things like llc's became a thing okay andy and tevin what have you got planned for just 48 hours from now on saint patty's day you gonna celebrate we had corned beef last night oh so there you go so Good there start. you go we made a nice little corned beef roast in the slow cooker good stuff when that is good saint patrick's day, you said thursday it's friday. Friday. friday apparently friday oh, friday i will be probably driving to turtle lake it's the like official start of March Madness this week, and so a bunch oh. of my friends are going. Oh. Well, we were going to go to Turtle Lake because they have sports gambling and just watch the games and gamble on sports. But their sports book is down, so we'll probably just end up hanging out over there and drinking and watching basketball. How did? What do you mean their sports book is down? What does that mean? Oh, they <clears throat> apparently their machines aren't working. You're not like able. They're not able to accept and process bets at this time or something huh. like that. So I'm not sure what exactly the problem is. But yeah, we're going out there. We've got this like big Airbnb. There's like ten of us that are going out there and have a nice little guys trip, I guess. Well, nothing wrong with that. How about this? Irish appetites are calling Twin Cities area food specials for St. Patrick's Day. What do you think? Corned beef Guinness? Nobody, like, goes to Saint, out on St. Patrick's Day because they want to eat some corned beef. <coughs> like, they just want to drink green beer. <clears throat> mm-hmm. My favorite story of all time was my brother Troy was a bartender at one of the Northeast Minneapolis uh, clubs or bars over there. St. Patty's Day. He goes to the men's room because he's got to, you know, go to the bathroom. And he's standing at the urinal. And the guy next to him is kind of bobbing and weaving a little bit, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. In other words, he's had quite a bit. And my my brother looks at him and goes, how's everything going? You happy? He goes, God, God, I'm ecstatic. It's unbelievable. 
He goes, what's unbelievable? He goes, why, St. Patrick's Day. I'm so excited. I thought I was going to miss it because I was in jail for a DUI. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Wow. And we are back with Stretch's picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. No, St. Patrick's Day is like the Super Bowl for alcohol consumption. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the big day. Everybody just wants to go out and just get blackout drunk. Okay, well, here's a couple of restaurants. Let's see if you guys know these, because I don't know the first couple. Charlie's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Stillwater. You ever eaten there? I have not. I have not either. Mm -mm. The Clover, it's food, drink, and festivities all day, March 17th and 18th in Rosemont, Minnesota. I've never been there either. The, Mm -mm. The Clover, it's called. Uh, there's another couple, Edwards Dessert Kitchen. That's oh, I in the North love Loop. that place. Well, you do? Okay. Oh, my so gosh. You... Anybody that's listening, go to Edwards Dessert Kitchen. Like, it is fantastic. Glad they... to hear it from March 16th. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, it was all, like, handmade, like, fancy cakes and, like, this cool little, like, lounge vibe of a restaurant. Highly recommend. From March 16th to the 19th, the North Loop Dessert Emporium will feature its stout chocolate cream puffs. Chef Jasmine Weiser, or I think it's Weiser. Catherine's over there playing her own game. That's no, good. I want to play this for you. What is? Sorry, while I'm, I'm just talking? no, I'm trying to get it to stop. Okay, I'm going to play this for you after you're done with your. Story. Okay, we're almost done. Uh, Guinness chocolate mousse and peanut butter ganache, all topped with a dollop of malted cream and lucky marshmallow. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Edward's dessert kitchen sounds great yes. so far, Pally. You just have to not eat for three days before you go there. No, apparently, and, yeah. If they Where want to sponsor it? the show, tell them to call me. It's in the North Loop, 200 Washington Avenue North. Right across from Red Rabbit? Red Cow. Red Rabbit. Red Cow. Yeah, it's on Washington right across from, Hmm. like, Red Cow or Rabbit, one of the two. How about Honey and Rye? You ever been there? Yeah, Uh, I've been there. Yep. So specials include shamrock sugar cookies, Irish soda bread with currants and orange peel, Irish cream chocolate cheesecake bars, and shamrock cookie decorating kits. But it doesn't say where Honey and Rye is. Why uh, not? It's on Excelsior Boulevard, I think. Oh, 4501 Excelsior yep. Boulevard. You mm-hmm. were right. I've gone there with Alex a ton of times. Oh, my God. This thing just goes on and on and on and on. There's about I'm 6 sure. billion places they recommend you go for St. Patty's Day. The drinkingest holiday is not St. Patrick's Day, by the way. Really? It's number mile? three. Cinco really? de Mayo, number That's number there? six. Oh. Dr- uh, number oh. one will be obvious when you think the about it. The day before Thanksgiving. Or whatever that like. Uh, the, surprisingly, the, no. Damn. That New is a, that is number ten though. Thanksgiving so is number New ten. Year, New Year's Eve. New, New Year's Eve. Eve's number two. Oh yeah. Uh, All right. Number it. one. Are they gonna number just throw one. Christmas on there? Christmas is a pro- well. It says winter holidays, but we all oh, know okay. what that means. Yeah. Fourth of July. Uh, it's number four. What? Appropriately. Not- Halloween. No. Yeah. Get Five. It. 
What else? Uh, what's number one? When I say it, you're going to be like, of course. Really? Yep. Number National one booze day? is Mardi Gras. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Wow. Well, we don't yeah. have Mardi Gras in Minnesota, though. Yeah. yeah. But apparently it's... People, People drink a lot of Mardi Gras. Yeah. yeah, that is true. I don't, but although I don't know what, I can even tell you what time of year Mardi Gras is. I have no clue. I don't even is know it, what Mardi Gras is. Isn't Mardi Gras in March also? Is it? Yeah, I thought. It was. I thought I'll, I'll look it up. Well, you guys schmooze well, among yourselves, yeah, and I'll look it up. Something. Yeah. I don't uh, know. It's in either February or March, depending on the year. This year, it's the twenty-first of February, so we already missed it. Yeah. All I know is like, even if you go to New Orleans and Bourbon Street. And it's not Mardi Gras. It still feels like you're at Mardi Gras. It's always just people everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's drunk. There's like the sh- yeah. like strippers out in the middle of the street. Like it's it's unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. If you're gonna go to New Orleans for Mardi Gras, you got to go to Mrs. B's because it's one of the best. What, what would you call that? A dinette? A yeah, I think diner. So. Yeah, what, Mrs. Is it Mrs. Cafe. B or Mama B? And yeah, Cafe it's Mrs. Du- B. And Cafe Dumont, obviously, with the Ben. And Cafe Dumont, yeah, there you go. Some good food down there. Uh, if you do go to New Orleans, you'll have a good time, but do not leave the Main Street because you ain't going to like it. No. <laughs> I'm here to tell you. Yeah, don't go wandering around. <clears throat> do it, not wander around. The, like the St. Louis Cemetery, I think, is what it's called that's down there. That's like yeah. a few blocks off of the main like Bourbon Street there. And yeah, it's, you go there and you probably won't come back. Well, if you think about it, if you're a pickpocket, <laughs> living a block away from Bourbon Street is like... You know, you're set for life. Oh, yeah. yeah. You just go there in Mardi Gras, <laughs> pick a few pockets. <coughs> probably good for like three months. Yeah. All the yeah. booze money that people are carrying on, on well, themselves. Well, they're all so drunk. They're and, yeah, they're easy, not going to notice, of easy course. Easy marks, yeah. Yep. Uh, officer, former Officer Dave says that today's diesel engines are much more efficient and quiet than the old ones. Oh. Yeah, the only well, experience I have with diesel engines is tractors. And those are not efficient or quiet. Yeah. yeah, belching out black smoke all the time. Yeah, I don't know I what suppose. the deal with that is. But right, diesel is, is just less refined gasoline, I think. Mm-hmm. So right, This is for Dad. Smoking, that's another one. Try to stop smoking. That's a beauty, huh? Well, with cigarettes, my wife and I, we made a deal, my wife and I. We only smoke after sex. I've got the same packed house since 1975. <laughs> Wait. What bothers me is my wife. She's up to three packs a day. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him. He was on uh, Johnny Carson. And what year was that? I don't know. It doesn't say. It's, it's got to be a while ago. It's got to be a long time ago. So what else is in the news? Anything you want, else you want to talk about? Well, we got news stories on the sheet that you never look at. I don't have a sheet. Where is it? What sheet? Tom's Stories. Oh, I didn't know you put things up there. Ay, ay, ay. Well, I didn't know you put things up there. I'm only telling you so many times, and if it doesn't stick, it doesn't stick. Well, between you, Alex, and Brittany, everything's just a complete mess. Yeah, your whole support system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to talk? Okay, so there's um, Gen Z can't run traditional office equipment like printers. They can't run a print. How could you not run a printer? Well, I mean, to be fair, easy. how long ago was uh, Office Space? That whole movie's about not being able to run a printer, right? That's PC true, yeah. load error or whatever. What? And printers are very complicated now because they fax, scan, email. Like, there's. I hope it's not. They just can't figure out how to print something. Well, it says here. Well, let me click on this because I want to read this story. This is fascinating to me. Gen Z can't work an office printer, but please don't tech shame them. God, everybody gets tech insulted shame? by everything. Tech it's like, shame. good God. Uh. 
what is it there? CTRL plus clueless. So does that mean central? Is that what that stands for? Or control? What? Control. Or control. control. It's a yeah. keyboard. It is control. Joke. Okay. It's a bad keyboard okay. joke. It really is. Uh, Gen Zers and younger millennials may have emerged from the womb knowing how to hack into their parents' smartphones, but put them in a traditional office environment, the kind with printers, scanners, fax machines, and desktop computers, and the most naturally uh, tech-savvy humans alive are suddenly almost as lost as their grandparents were at the dawn of the digital age. I wonder why, why do you guys think that is? Well, I mean, fax machines, sure. Yeah, well, and probably, like, in my day-to-day life, you don't really have to print a lot of stuff like you're normally either like emailing or scanning something it's not like you're Mm -hmm. ever really using a printer to do business stuff not terribly often and they are they do just like they don't obey you i don't know why you'll like you'll use them for three weeks in a row and then you'll come in and you'll try to use it and it'll be like nope it's like why what happened or trying to like if it says it's jammed and trying to locate the jam and unjam Mm. that's a pain in the ass yep does anyone out there know know what uh so i've mentioned office space the famous error that made them all confused pc load letter anyone out there know what that means Mm. load letter yeah if you if your printer said pc load letter would you have any idea what it's talking about oh it needs more paper Yep, you got it. Print cartridge load letter, as in letter size paper. Interesting. Yeah. Ah, see, really? most people have no idea what that was supposed to mean. I, I didn't. Just, I mean, it's a printer. It's got a limited. That's function. true. It has like, to be. It's either a it has jam. To be three things. <laughs> jam, ink, or paper. Those are like yeah. the three options when That's it comes to really a printer. Or off or, or went offline. That would be it. Yeah. I guarantee you, the New York Post is going to have a lot of complaints today because Gen Z can't work an office printer. There's a young white woman, there's a young Asian woman, there's a young Spanish woman, and a young black man. (laughs) There's not one honky guy in there that can't run a printer, apparently. (laughs) Don't you think they're going to hit a little wall printing stuff like that? Oh, that's right, yeah. Well... Every I one think of as long as there's a... representation of something. Well, some yeah, exactly. Kind, they're right? not even it's, thinking about then that. They're happy. Because no. if you yeah, had. There's it... not one white guy in the entire story. It's all either people of color or uh, women. The only white white person on there is one woman. But if it was just like a white guy, they'd be like, well, why didn't yeah. you let everybody know that black people also are having trouble? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's no good outcome. There, no, you can't there do are no good outcomes. Right. Well, it's like this uh, one meme that's going around about. Uh, scenes in movies where it's like a bad guy and a good guy mm-hmm. it's like so if if both bad guy and good guy are white then there's no diversity if the bad guy is black and the white guy is uh, the good guy then of course you know that's racist because they're making the black guy the bad guy if the white guy's the bad guy and the good guy's black then it's racist because it's a white guy beating up on a black guy <laughs> and if it's two black guys then it's racist because it's showing black on black violence and you've just summed up what it's like to be in a, alive in America. Today. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's true. No matter what it's you do, they true. will tell you you are doing it wrong. All right, that's going to do it for another day. I thought uh, Rob Pope was a hell of a guest. Got him on the morning show and this show. I thought he was terrific. You didn't talk about the last old school video store. Oh, yeah, it's up. What, well, you want to talk about that before we go? Mom put this one up. Video Universe in Robbinsdale. Opened up in 1985. Oh, the last video right. store in Minnesota. Yep. Jeez. And you said, Andy, you used to live right by it. Yeah, we uh, well, we lived in Crystal, so we were, I think, close to walking distance from it. It's like right across the bridge thing there. We used to walk into Robbinsdale every so often. 
I like Robbinsdale. It's a good town. A lot of good restaurants in Robbinsdale people don't even know about. It's funny that the uh, owner of the video store is wearing a Mars Attacks t-shirt. So I noticed that, and it says five cents. We might be, uh, <laughs> might be living in the past a little bit. Yeah, Robbinsdale had a bit of a moment about, what, 10 years ago. All the, uh, uh, I don't know, some cool people decided to call it Bird, Bird Town. Bird Town, yep. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. God. It was a revitalization. It's like uh, the South Park episode where they, well, it's like, remember the trend where they'd take, like, the crappiest area in town, give it a hip name, and then be like, come here to experience right. the authentic part of town. What was yeah. this South Park the one? Hipsters. It was, um, yeah. Right, they throw a Starbucks in there and call it gentrified. And yep, yeah, exactly. That's exactly Soto Sopa. There you go, south of downtown South Park. <laughs> so they called it Soto Sopa. <laughs> Not bad, mm-hmm. you think? But that's what that's what they were doing all the time ten years ago. Yeah, well, because that's well, like I what suppose. is it like New York? Like where Harlem or in Harlem now they call it like Upper Manhattan, but it's just yes. Harlem and everybody moves there because it's the cool place to be now. Hmm. No, you're absolutely right about that. There's no question. Okay, we got to do these. You're right. We got to do one more thing before we go. How many uh, do you know? Twenty five abbreviations young people use online. Okay, you ready? Okay. So that okay, Catherine, we're going to throw you into the oh. young young person. Compartment. All right. Fr is for do. real. Tbh is to be honest. Okay, how about DM? Direct, uh, direct message. message. Yep. Even I knew DM that. DM is old as hell. That's yeah. from like, we were saying DM when I was using AIM like 30 <laughs> years ago almost. How about, uh, I knew this one too, JK. Just kidding. It's yep. old as yep. hell too. How about BRB? Be right, Be right back. back. TBH. To be yeah, honest. There's the TBH, I knew it. Yep. IRL. In real life. Mm-hmm. Very yep. good. NSFW. Not, not safe suitable. for work. Yeah, not safe for work. God, you guys do know all these. TTYL. Talk to you later. Yep. NBD. No big deal. Correct. IMO. In my, in my opinion. opinion. Mm-hmm. FTW. For fuck the win. The, no, fuck the world. <laughs> both. It's, it's both, yes. You're both oh. right. Yep. <laughs> You're both right. Uh, SMH. Shaking Shake my, my head. Yep. IDK. I don't, what? IDK. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How about IDC? I don't care. I don't care. I don't know, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. Exactly. How about MSG? Message? Yep. Yeah, it's o- not really an abbreviation, M- then. That's a... It is. A, that's all it is. OMW? On my way. On my word. Nope. On, on my, my way. On my on way. way. How about G, the number two G? Got to yep. go. TFW? TFW. The face when... Or the feeling nope. when. That feeling when, yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a 4chan thing. Okay, there's only about six more of them. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, MFW. My face when. Yes. I-L-Y. I love you. Yep. yep. I-M-U. Uh, that one, I don't oh. know. I-M-U. 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 In my, wait, no, that won't be right. I don't know. In my opinion. In my understanding? I don't like this because it's not a real word. It's I am you, and it should be I am Y. I miss you. I miss you. That's uh, exactly right. See, yeah. I think that was cheating. You're yeah. right because they should You can't use I am you for that. Yeah, it's like I a. Am y. It's like a nested acronym. Yeah. Indeed, just five more to go. I C Y M I. I have to type C-Y-M-I. this one out. I C Y M I. I C. 
Why am I exactly? Uh, you you'll know this one in a minute. I will. Yep. I, I see you. Am I? Oh, I just saw the answer. Uh, it's obvious. It's obvious. Oh, no, in I case you missed it. it. Oh, in case you missed it. Yeah. In case you missed mm-hmm. it. Oh. This one's the the easiest one of them all. S R S L Y. Seriously. Seriously. That's another very T- old one. It is T-L-D-R. Too long, didn't read. Yep. B-A-E. Oh, Bay, before anyone else. Correct. Is that what one it left. stands for? Yep. Oh, I thought yep. it was just like a, like you drop the B in Babe. Well, it is for some people, yes. Hey, Bay. How you doing, huh. Bay? Yeah, they do that. The final one is o- S-O-M-L. Story of my life. You guys life. got every one of them. I'm very, very impressed with you, Hunyucks. That's yeah, because people have been texting for 20 years. So. Yeah, like I said, I was using <laughs> AIM in like 1998. <laughs> we're young, we're hip, we're with it, we're wow. Here's one that Tevin might actually be too young to remember. ASL? All I know is American Sign Language. Yeah, that, but that's the thing we used to say in AIM all the time. It stands for Age, Sex, Location. Oh, Okay. What? Yep. You'd say ASL, and they'd re- right. reply with their, you know. A male, so, 12. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wisconsin. Yep, I would have been, yeah, 12M Minnesota. But they don't, they don't do that anymore. No. It's a right for <laughs> pedophiles. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get put on a list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not supposed uh-uh. to. No. You don't mm-hmm. want anybody knowing your age or your gender anymore. Yeah, if you're under the age of 18, just don't uh, tell anyone your age. Just say you're 18. Yeah. No, say you're right. 90, actually. That's probably the safest bet. <laughs> I'm an adult, but I'm also sexually unappealing. Yeah. <laughs> As Jackie Gleason used to say, get out. It's time to wrap it up, but thank you very much. We will talk to you tomorrow with the family. <laughs>